what I would say is, JJ, I've, sometimes I feel for your humor lover. I, I mean, I'm glad that you're able to laugh at things that I'm not, but it just seems like a very low bar. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We do appreciate any help growing the podcast by hitting that follow, subscribe button. Also, tell a friend about us. You can go check out our website and subscribe to our email list, and we'll send you out some exclusive content and updates as well. Today, we're going to be reviewing Bill and Ted Face the Music. It was released August 28th, 2020. It was directed by Dean Pariseau, written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. It stars Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Kristen Shaw, Samara Weaving, Bridget Lundy-Payne, William Sadler, Aaron Hayes, Jama Mays, Anthony Kerrigan. It's a and long Kid list. Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. Cuddy. I don't really consider that a starring role, more of a supporting role. Cameo, though hilarious. Once told they've saved the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Just a quick reminder before we jump in, our new rating scale, we will start with a spoiler-free review in which each of us will give it a rating based on a three-tiered scale. Worth it, or you should definitely go see this in theater. Stream it. It's worth watching, but it can wait until you watch it on your couch and finally skip it. No need to watch it at all. With this one, it's a little unique because you can either see it in theaters or it was immediately available for streaming. So we'll uh, we'll kind of lean into that as we give this rating. But Javier, why don't you start us off with our spoiler-free review of Bill and Ted? Okay. I had a feeling that this movie would be a stream it movie. So I streamed it and <laughs> I was right. So you should just stream it. And I say that because I think it's one of those like nostalgia movies where it's kind of fun to watch like old man Keanu Reeves pretend to be young man Keanu Reeves and it kind of finishes the story. It's a lot like the reason why we gave Scooby-Doo like any good points was because it's like, oh, I remember this movie. That was fun. I'm going to leave it at that because I think anything past that goes into, you know, spoiling territory. But yeah, stream it. I think it's worth watching once at least. Madison. Well, if you were a fan of Bill and Ted, seeing it back in 89 and 91, maybe you were excited for this movie. Maybe you're a little skeptical, but I will recommend streaming it, as Javier mentioned, the nostalgia, but that's pretty much about it because there's no semblance of plot. The jokes don't really land that well, in my opinion, and these actors are just old people trying to play like they were 18 again, and to me, it doesn't really work. If you don't care for Bill and Ted, skip this movie entirely. Go watch something else. Go plant a garden, go for a walk, do something else. You know, Mattson, maybe the jokes fell flat for you because you're not like a 50-year-old do- dude with like a failed career. Yeah. Right? So maybe this, maybe people Rare. like this movie just really resonates with them. No offense, JJ. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. It's a good thing we're not in the same room for this recording. <laughs> <laughs> Beating you youngins down. All right, Ian. 
for me, I'm going to agree with Javier in that this nostalgia factor is very high. In fact, after I watched this, I went and watched the first one because I was like, ah, I want to see Bill and Ted go through their whole first little excellent journey or whatever it is. So I'm going to say stream it, but don't pay to stream it. Wait till it comes out free because the 20 bucks to stream it right now is not worth it. Oh, that's actually a really good caveat. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Sound yeah. words. Be careful how much money you spend on this. <laughs> Jay, er, Ian's a little sensitive on the money thing right now because he just he just bought a house, so I can to totally yeah. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what else to say past that. So JJ, defend this movie. Yeah, he's like shaking his head. He's oh, like gonna, about to look, blow an aneurysm. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to pop an aneurysm, but I still liked it. But yeah, the stream. Yeah, just stream it. I had a hell of a good time watching this movie. Like I watched it late last night because I had a busy, busy day. And I was like, in fact, I forgot I even needed to watch it, if I'm being honest. And then I was like, oh, shit, I need to watch the movie. So I sit down last night late and start watching this movie. And I was laughing my ass off. I was like feeling like a kid again. Like this shit was great. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I will say stream it. And I mean that in that even I don't know that it's it's necessary to see this in a theater. And I think seven, eight months ago, had this come out, I'd be saying go to the theater. The fact that it's still pretty COVID crazy, it's difficult to get seats. I don't know that it's worth messing with. It's easier to just stream it, but I definitely think it's worth the money. I think it's, especially if you're my age. Look, I realized that I have, this was this came out, you guys weren't even born yet, or Matson was a blip on the radar, just born. But I was eight years old when the first one came out. And grew up watching this movie. Like, I thought this was the, like, the original movie was hilarious. The second one was pretty eh, but death was the funniest thing on the planet in that movie. And it made me, like, miss George Carlin. Like, oh, God, we, that man was the funniest dude. So I was really glad for the fact that I was able to watch that and reminisce on this movie. I enjoyed this movie. I was laughing. I got some great quotes. I thought it tied both of the original two movies up in a nice bow and included the best parts of both of those movies. So, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I say stream it, but again, it's only because I don't know that in these times it's the right time to go see this one in a movie theater, especially when you can see it at home, but definitely stream this. And I think it's worth the 20 bucks. In fact, I'm probably going to buy this movie because it's, yeah, I what? just enjoyed it. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I could see myself watching this and giggling my ass off at random times. So, Vomited. All right, that's our spoiler free. Sounds like a stream it unless you're Matson and you just don't love it and you never liked it, then skip it. If you haven't seen it and you want to you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to walk away, go watch this movie, come back and pick up where you left off. If you don't care about spoilers, you want to hear how this thing went in deep dive, then uh, stick with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, this movie cracked me up. Yeah, it's such, like for me, it was instant. Like as soon as it starts and you see the old neighborhood and I was like, oh, shit, this is Bill and Ted. So glad to be back in this this world. And you just see these two idiots still trying to figure it out. And the wedding scene. Oh, my God. The first thing you see these two idiots is at their bro little brother, Ted's little brother's wedding and to the funny, like one of the greatest. He married. It was my girlfriend. He married my dad. <laughs> and then he married Ted's dad. And then he now he's marrying Ted's little brother. I was laughing the whole time. Shit was great. Because it's just such a Bill and Ted thing. Yeah. I'm I don't know what to say to that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I, I, what I would say is, JJ, I, sometimes I feel for your humor lover. I, I mean, I'm glad that you're able to laugh at things that I'm not. But it just seems like a very low bar. 
That's not true. Because see, here's the funny part. Let's what's what's funny about that? It was so planted, so poorly acted, and just so just like stiff to me. I was like, I need more complex humor. And I guess that's a very backhanded <laughs> comment, but complex. I said it. <laughs> what would you categorize as funny? Like, tell me a movie that you think's funny. That's a great question. What's a movie that I think Central Intelligence is really funny? I think the first new Jumanji was very funny. What's another movie I think is really funny? I mean, a movie you don't really like, Pineapple Express. That movie made me laugh. You know what's funny, actually, is Pineapple Express is the first type of this humor, like Bill and Ted, like slapstick, dry, stupid humor that I thought was funny. So thanks to Pineapple Express, I probably enjoyed this movie more than I would have before I watched that movie. But I'm notorious in like for in my family, people that know me, like my like shake my little brother, for instance, he's what I call a classic. Like you put them in the room, everything's instantly funnier. And JJ, if I had watched this movie with you, I would be laughing more because you would be laughing. And this movie probably would have been more enjoyable. But for me, who I guess I don't I don't laugh as readily. It, it didn't land for me. But again, every movie is funnier with people like you. And that's why I love watching movies with my little brother, because it makes me laugh more. So it's problem with me and problem with you. But when we come together, life is just better. It's most excellent. See, and it's funny because I, I look, I don't like so I laugh because like Bill and Ted, the original two Bill and Ted's like spurned a lot of comedies that came about like Step Brothers. I hear talk, people talk about the movie Step Brothers and how fucking yeah. funny. It is. I hate that movie. I think it's stupid as shit. And I think most Will Ferrell movies are really stupid. Yeah. I don't like Will Ferrell. The only good thing about Step Brothers is John C. Riley is a comedic genius, but Will Ferrell's a moron. And I can't, I don't like most of the shit he's in. I don't think he's funny. And so I don't find, and I hated Pineapple Express for the same reason. I found no point to that movie unless you're high. I've watched it high, and then it's kind of funny because I'm like, <laughs> my dumbass high ass would do shit like that. A part I did like in this movie, why isn't John Wick just ripped John Wick after seeing this movie like Prison Yard, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Shout out to John Wick 4 and 5. I need to see John Wick ripped John Wick. He's got time in the gym. I want to see that. I don't know how they did that with After Effects, whatever they use. That was cool. That part made me laugh because I was like, bro, like these dudes are just shredded right now. But I just love how they get there. You know, it's they get pulled back to the future by Rufus's daughter, Kelly, which I was like, yes. And then they go through and find all their old, the new versions of themselves. Because I love the grunge versions, these sad, stupid idiots that are what fat Keanu Reeves was later on was hilarious. But like he sees these grunge assholes, Ted's an alcoholic and Bill's a dick, like a balding dickhead as they're walking out of this shitty. <laughs> Dude, yourself is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was, I was giggling. I need to rewind to the beginning because I haven't watched the first one in years and I never watched the second movie. So they have this little montage, I guess, where they talk about how after they figured out that they need to write the song that unites all humanity, they got like super big and then the band, they like broke up, right? Like the band broke up and then, but is the idea that Bill and Ted stayed together the whole time? Like they stayed best friends the whole time? Okay. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. they were always together. It was, and then you find out later that death <laughs> went his own way mm -hmm. for instead of being base, and that all had some great moments as well. But yeah, so then it becomes a matter of they have until what was it seven seventeen on that very day to write 
the song. So they decide that their plan is to go steal it from future selves. So they they hijack the old phone booth and again like match it into they go to the grunge version 2022 and then they go to 2025 which is the weird british versions the fake british versions and they're in dave girl's house they've broken into dave girl's house and stole one of dave girl's songs trying to get their wives back and then they know where they're at so these idiots end up putting they always know what the other ones are going to do because they've done it before so they're chasing them down they get a gun these idiots put buckets on their heads so they can't see anything that was the one part that I actually laughed at, where, where it switches to Ted's dad watching them fall out of a balcony with buckets on their head. I was like, that's hilarious. That's amazing. And I like the uh, when they're holding the gun on him. And they're like, dude, you don't need to hold a gun on us. And he's like, look what happens when I don't. And they start running <laughs> away and he pulls the gun back out. I think the only part of this movie that landed really well for me is I will admit I did enjoy the robot. I enjoyed the crisis of AI with this robot. Dennis, I don't remember what's it what's his full name? Dennis Caleb McCoy. That was the stupidest part of this movie. I agree with that. I think it was so stupid that it was the finally the thing that like got me to crack a couple of smiles because I was just like what is happening right now? But it, it did make me chuckle. I will admit, JJ, you got, got a couple smiles out of me because it was so stupid. But it worked. It did not work. <laughs> and, and you guys having never seen, because none of you have seen the second one, have you, Bogus Journey? Mm-hmm. No, because there's, there's robots in Bogus Journey. And so it's a callback. To, like he's an updated version of these robots. And oh, God, yeah, yeah great. The only part of that robot story that was funny is that he went to hell and they're like, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why, is a, why is there a robot in hell? Can robots die? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, is that a robot? Yep, that's a robot in hell. <laughs> like they pass a demon, and he's like, "That's not right." <laughs> hell seems like a very friendly place. Yeah, very hospitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's you guys. Oh, the second one's great because you spend a good chunk of time in hell. What's funny is like I was actually during the movie looking more forward to uh, their kids rounding up the band than I did to actual Bill and Ted's story. So whenever they cut back to the kids, like they're trying to convince Jimi Hendrix to join this brand. And obviously Jimi Hendrix treats them like a couple of crazy kids. So they go farther back, get Louis Armstrong and they basically shove a phone in his face. And he's like, what is this? (laughs) Convince Louis Armstrong to come back to convince Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, this is exactly the type of plan that I feel like the four of us would come up with. Like, if we were put in that situation, like, oh, well, obviously we need to go. And then they just kept going farther back in time to the point where they have, like, a cave woman as a drummer. I don't know, like, why? It sounds good in theory. That's one of my biggest problems with the movie. They just gloss over the fact that, like, how do they actually get these people in the time machine? They can't even speak the language, let alone there are these two white girls that in some of the societies that they appeared in, it would have looked hella weird that they were like, oh, yeah, come with us. And they can't speak German. They can't speak Chinese. They can't speak uh, caveman. And so I know it's a slapstick movie and I should just overlook all that. But, like, there's just no plot connection to how that actually worked but that seems to be like the bill and ted mantra just yeah make it isn't that the bill and ted thing where they just sort of luck themselves into things right like they're just accidentally successful (laughs) that's what kind of makes it funny is like in the first one they do the same thing where they're yeah socrates and he speaks no english and they're like tricking him to come with them and then get like (laughs) beethoven and then uh 
Freud comes with him, like all these random characters. That... Well, you got Napoleon who won't yeah, stop no... eating Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> I, forgot that. I forgot about he that. He goes too. to the water world. Yeah, he's going down the water slide in his freaking long john underwear. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's that's their whole trip back in time is just a pure reminiscent of their dad's trip from the first one. Because that's they go back time, they get their most bodacious princess princesses, and oh god, it was such a great callback and, and rewind to what the original movie was and just grabbing people whether they spoke the language or not. And it, and I'm telling you, Mozart was one of the funniest things in this movie because he brought, goes chasing after the was it the cave woman he goes chasing yeah. after with you hear him like scream yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I thought the two, the the daughters of both Bill and Ted, to me, they they felt like the true Bill and Ted in the sense of when they did like the the dude or like, whoa, like all that. It came off what much more authentic to me than older Bill and Ted, where I just felt like it was kind of archaic. Keanu Reeves just just doesn't need to talk. Uh, just I did think that actually, like Ted's daughter did a great job at like having Keanu Reeves mannerisms. Yes. Yeah, I thought they did great. They did a really good job. That was one of the things I was very impressed with. And it was they really recreated the mannerisms and the way that mm-hmm. they spoke from the original movie very well. I will say this, though. So I feel like the band that they put together started out very strong, right? They're like Jimmy Hen- or Louis Armstrong, Jimi Hendrix, Mozart. And then it took like a weird turn where we went and got like a flute lady. Yeah. And then we went, got a cave woman. And then Kid Cudi shows up. And I'm like, <laughs> is this is this the all-star band we could travel anywhere in time and we settled on kid cuddy a cave woman and a flute lady like okay no okay. i was actually okay with lin lun and then the cave woman made me laugh but <laughs> kid cuddy i was like what the hell and then not only that but he's like an expert in like yeah, quantum mechanics mad, mad yeah. scientist quantum yeah. mechanic kid cuddy i'm like what the hell <laughs> what where is this coming from i'm like is this is this something I don't know about? Like, is there some inside joke that Kid Cudi's like, he graduated in like physics in college or something? Like, yeah, I have no idea. It was that part was very odd to me. And I had a c- couple of good chuckles, especially when the daughters are sitting there talking to him and they fully understand quantum, well, quantum mechanics. Yeah. And, and then you switch to Bill and Ted and Ted's yeah. like, Kid Cudi, we have like four and a half minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me of the the office where he's like, explain this to me like I'm eight. Yeah. Okay, explain this to me like I'm six. <laughs> Which the office stole that from the wonderful movie Philadelphia, where the one lawyer's like, explain this to me like I'm a two-year-old. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. So at this point, you know, they're traveling back. They go see jailbirds. And then I loved when the robot got his ass beat. This poor robot's having this <laughs> thing of consciousness. Yeah, he's like, we got to. We got to protect ourselves because you know what happens if he kills them, then we die, dude. And they all start having this prison yard beat down of this poor robot. And then they go to see old Bill and Ted. And the the, the two old guys in the nursing home were pretty funny and hand them the song on like a USB. And then they walk out and they break it so that the robot will kill them because he won't kill them when they have the thing. And they, the robot's already killed their daughters and all of the the past beautiful musicians and they're all out in hell so then they jury rigged their way into hell 
and then we get to meet death again Re- we're reintroduced to death william sadler comes back to play death loved it when they start arguing about him leaving and he's like you were playing 40 minute bass solos <laughs> nobody else could play but you like <laughs> this whole you sued me shit like i just showing what happened him? Yeah, that's what he did was they, saying. He was did like, they you, him in like the second movie? Is that part of it? No, they're they just oh. added that in there as like oh, okay, why they it. broke up. The fact that the band broke up. He's like, yeah, you you like we're doing forty minute bass solos. You sued me because <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about when the daughter's like, you need to apologize or he hates us. And I was like, dude, they're like best friends. Like, what the hell? Why would he hate them? And then they're apologizing to each other and giving each other the hugs. I thought the death was just great. Loved it. Because death was the best part of the second movie. No questions asked. That scene might have been, should have probably would have been funnier if I had seen the second movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen the second movie, like it's not going to. It had no context for me. (laughs) Like it was an inside joke that I knew I was missing watching that scene. So yeah, and then they get up and it's a matter of they realize this isn't just going to be them creating the song. They need to get everybody involved. So they get to where all this crazy shit's happening with the time-space continuum and different things or people are popping up. The different versions of Jesus that kept popping up was cracking up. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite one was this little snip of him walking on while Washington is crossing the Delaware. And I'm like... That is amazing. Well, so and then Washington's crossing the Delaware with Babe Ruth in the boat, <laughs> oh, and yeah. Jesus walking across the water in front of the boat. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." I'm glad they had fun with that. Like they established that that would be happening, and then they just like they just kept like throwing it in. I'm like, that was funny. Uh, those are good little like two second clips. Well, and I loved when like saturn like pops up in the sky where the moon was supposed to be and bill's like dudes i think it's a lunar eclipse and ted's like or it's ted that says that and bill's like dudes that's not that's not lunar guys (laughs) (laughs) saturn i was sitting up there blocking the sun so then they finally realize that it's not them that's gonna write the song it's their daughters that are gonna that's the the logan and esquire that are gonna put together the song so they then have that moment of realizing that they haven't worked their whole lives to be the wild stallions then write the song that it was to raise the logan and esquire that did and they because they couldn't figure out why they were such failures and how they you know it's this whole persevering through failure and i think that's the part that we lose track of sometimes when you watch this movie because it's silly and it's goofy and it's slapstick but it has some pretty impressive themes about these guys have spent 25 years struggling in the music industry trying to be famous reinventing themselves musically over and over again to the point that they were some weird new age instruments at the beginning at the wedding and doing like throat note instruments you know and now all of a sudden they realize that it was about family and about taking care of their daughters and then they turn that over and say you guys have to produce this song with everyone and then they get the infinite bill and ted dispersing musical instruments to the world and see i didn't really like that part like i wish they would have kept it more in line with the first one where Mm -hmm. they had this big report so instead of like them going back in time replacing all this stuff maybe just having like this big concert at milepost 46 or whatever and not having like the let's travel through time and give everybody instruments that that part was just weird i didn't get that but they had all these historical figures popping into where the concert was playing so i wish they would have just shown like this is how they're uniting the world is because all the all these different people are here at this one particular time and place Uh, and then when they like snap back 
then it yeah. like, and then um, it like goes back. <clears throat> gonna say for people, for those people that haven't played a violin, a trumpet, a saxophone, a flute, it would not sound good when these people <laughs> that had not played the instrument suddenly decided to play. I don't think you'd have united the world. It wouldn't have sounded good at all. It would, it, in fact, it would have been very poor. And where do they get all these instruments? Again, I know this is a slapstick movie. But I think I, I just yeah. Hey, if there's infinite Bill and Ted's, they have infinite access to music instruments. Where? <laughs> that guitar center truck. You didn't see the guitar. Yeah, exactly. You didn't see the guitar, guitar center truck. Or the one guitar center <laughs> truck, and they had le- and they had less than four minutes before they had to play, and they yeah. And this employee's like, yeah, throws, throws the truck open. open. <laughs> instruments. <laughs> Yeah, that was another part. convenient we we talk about convenient plot points somehow a guitar center truck was just on bio post 40 you know why matson it is because ted is a man of focus commitment <laughs> sheer will javier i i like that you you clean that phrase up though you left out a swear word for I it did. nicole just want you to know that he was thinking of you been a pretty clean podcast so i figured i would just continue that but in all seriousness if you want to watch a movie about perseverance just go watch john wick one two and three because <laughs> jj that's my biggest if we're if we're docking movies other movies series movies about plot points plot progression stories that make sense then this movie does not hold up but if we're putting this in its own category because it's slapstick because it's Bill and Ted and their mantra, like that can be that can be fine with me, but that's where my mind is, where I'm comparing it to like all these others, and it's just it's just not there in that regard. Okay, so there's movies when you watch them, like a John Wick that's set in the real world, meaning they try to make it realistic. And if you're gonna commit to making it realistic, then I have to watch it from a realistic perspective. So therefore, like the I'm looking at that going, okay, so the man has a bag wrapped around his head when he should just be shot in the face. That's my problem. If you're gonna leave it in a realistic world you need to be realistic bill and ted has never once ever committed to being in a realistic world they have they have committed to time travel 100 from the beginning of the, this series so when i look at that my suspension of disbelief is gone because i don't have to i know what i'm watching so it's really about the movie if the movie's going to try to be realistic it needs to lean into that because i'm going to watch from that perspective so because of that you're willing to be like well they made a guitar center truck show up and that is believable and we're just going to let that slide that that connected the plot point to me that's still you're allowing too much professional liberty for something that they just made that appear i thought you were the one that gives the liberty to the movies in our earlier podcast that was always your comeback it's like oh, oh that's, well, that's I just what them- i say that's my my comeback it's like well it's a movie that's how they get away and that's how they get away with it but it was just so it, it's like i got sucker punched in the face with that part <laughs> like happened to be right for me it's about this when i look at this movie and and the there's time travel we're stealing historical figures from the past and bringing them back to the future we're talking about quantum mechanics from kid cuddy and the thing that we're hung up on is a guitar center truck that just happens to be stuck in traffic on this bridge well i'm just using i mean if you want me to go on all those i would but i'm just using that as my example and i get that but again this is a movie that i there's no 
my suspension of disbelief is in full bore because I know what I'm getting into. There's nothing about this movie that's meant to be realistic. It's supposed to be funny and silly and still tell a story about caring about each other and bringing each other together. It's just like you talk about the fact that, yeah, the music probably sounds like shit, but my favorite part when we talk about bringing everybody together is in the credits. You're watching these credits and these people are just having fun jamming. Some of them are just air guitar jamming. Some of them actually have musical instruments. And the idea is that music can bring us together and it does. I can't tell you so many things when you sit around and you have, I, I mean, I have a lot of musician friends that, I mean, I got a buddy Lamar who plays in like eight different bands as a drummer and he sings and he does, he's, and the tie that as a musician you have with other musicians and then that people listen to music and it is a powerful thing. And I think that's true of the arts in general, not just music. They just lean into the music part with this movie, this series of movies. And I think for me, that's what I really like is at its core, this is a movie about two knuckleheads that bring the world together based on something that's very real, which is music and focusing on the things that are important, like friendship and family. And whereas we get so caught up on ourselves and, you know, we talked about in serious movies about how being able to forgive each other and apologize and be kind to each other is very difficult for us in this world these days. And if you can look at this silly ass movie that has plenty of flaws, but teaches a great lesson, in my opinion, because of the fact that it's about coming together, being kind, that there's nothing that we can't overcome as a society and as human beings if we just look at each other as people. And so that's why I love these movies, no matter how silly they are and goofy they are. To me, the message in all three of them is just pure and it's beautiful and and it's just funny to me because there's a lot of good humor but there there's my serious note for why bill and ted to me is so impactful as a kid i was like we used to say that to my, me and my friends be kind to each be kind to each other be great be excellent to each other that's what it was but yes it's it's unrealistic and it's silly and there's some really messy plot points that are very conveniently thrown together to bring it there but i i did i loved the ending how everyone was going back into their place. The time space continuum was fixed because, you know, they brought together. I did have one major, like I seriously rewound it three times to make sure I wasn't losing it. But the ADR in this was just terrible at the end because Kid Cudi grabs the mic. They give him spotlight to say like something. What did he say? He yelled, San Dimas, make some noise. The dude's mouth didn't even move. Like, <laughs> and yet he uh-huh. says, so the ADR, the voiceover was, I was like, wow, that was terrible. And it was so visible to me that it bothered the living shit. I mean, at least I don't even care if the words match up. Oh, God, it was bad. I will say the one complaint, I don't know if it's a complaint, criticism, feeling. I had the same feelings watching this as I did watching Scoob in the sense where I think it's really cheap to make movies almost entirely based on nostalgia, right? Like like if this movie was a standalone movie, it would everyone in their right mind would say this is a flop this is a terrible movie but because it has like a basis of like the original bill and ted and stuff people will you know give it some leeway and they'll go watch it and stuff but i think it's if you're gonna do that like make a movie worth watching i think writing on the tail the coattails of another movie is kind of cheap to me especially when it's a comedy movie i can i can see that yeah, that's fair. I, I can get behind that criticism. Also, as a water skeeter, I saw that twist coming from a mile away. Like, that is the most obvious twist. So the twist, 
very disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, my, it's just not surprising. My, my very first note in this movie, so from the very beginning, I wrote, it's a little smacky in the face that it was their daughters that was going to pull this off. Absolutely. <laughs> like, they were a little heavy-handed with that whole thing. Like, yeah, so that's true. Like, it was very predictable how that was going to go. I, and I, I can't help but think that they meant for it to be that predictable so that you weren't trying to figure out what was going to happen. But I don't know. I, I do think they were very heavy-handed with that. Yeah, because if I had to figure out what was happening, like I was completely lost in all the timelines because I didn't know what they were doing because they like they didn't write the song. So their future selves had failed, but then they did get to the song because they weren't different or counter to the reality that they're yeah. going to. Like, I, I'm glad I there was other stuff to keep my mind busy because I could not put all that together. Not just that, there were five groups of people time traveling. Yeah. Because you, you had Bill and Ted, you had their kids, you had their wives, you had the robot, and you had Kelly. Yep, that's true. There's this, a shit ton of people time traveling and they never once pause to explain how this time traveling works. Like, like they don't even bother with the idea of like messing up timelines and stuff. Like they just do not care. But that that's the one thing I like it held to the Bill and Ted brand because if they explain it to me, then instantly, then I would pull back to what JJ said earlier. Like, well, they're trying to explain it. So then now I'm going to try and hold it to more of a realism in the fact that these plot points don't work, don't connect. There's a problem. So for me, they decided to say, we're not going to do it. And therefore, it's going to work because we never explained that it had to work. That's that's what I would say, because if they did, it would have then I would have been I would have come down hard on them. Yeah, actually, they do explain it a little bit. They make a passing comment in the the little nursing home when Bill and old Bill and Ted explain that there are infinite paths and infinite futures. So it really doesn't matter what you do, uh, because there's just a lot of different options. Right. And I think that's the only comment they make about time travel. I did get a kick out of when their wi- old wives steal the time booth from them. Yeah. Okay. There's six groups of people time traveling. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but the old wives go and get the young wives. And so yep. it's technically only five. And then Jack, Bill, and Ted's phone booth. I forgot about that. My favorite line is kind of a throwback to the first one when they say, "He's uh, you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. Yeah. They go in this one and it's, your you is a contentious dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Did you guys stick around? I'm sure you didn't. Did you guys watch all the credits? The end credit? Yeah. Yeah, the end credit. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you missed, out, missed on, out. You missed out on old, old man Bill and Ted having a jam session. <laughs> They're laying there. Are you dead yet? No. Are you? <laughs> No, it's one thing I have to do first. And they get up and have this shred session on guitars. And then as they're done, they're like, oh, I'm tired. And they sit down on the amps and they're like, that was great. That was awesome. JJ, JJ, you made it sound like it was a really, really good clip. I'm it was impressive it was job. So it, Javier, you, did, you missed literally nothing. <laughs> did you, you missed old man Bill and Ted freaking jamming no. on guitars. No. It was great. And it was a shred session where you know they're not actually playing, so it looked terrible, but it was funny as fuck. Their long-ass old man hair flopping around. Javi, I promise you, if there was an end credit in John Wick that you had missed, that you would need to see that, but not this. Oh, it was great. We ready to rate? Can we can we rate this thing yeah, already? This is garbage. <laughs> Javier, you start us off. Okay, so okay, I'm gonna say overall, like 
It was a fun, it was a decently fun, I've, I've been railing on it, but it was a decently fun movie, right? Like, so long as you don't have high expectations, which if you're going to go watch Bill and Ted, you should not have high expectations. So, so long as you have appropriate level expectations for Bill and Ted, it's a decently fine movie. It's not going to surprise you with any twist. It's not, the humor is not going to knock it out of the park, but it is consistently uh, average, good, bad. It's consistently, it's consistent, right? So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give it a one and I'm going to say, I'm not going to watch it again. But even with that one, if you've seen the original Bill and Ted, you should, you should, you have the moral obligation to go watch this once. <laughs> Ian. Okay. What to say about this movie? Um, the nostalgia factor is high. Like Javier said, if you've seen the first one, it's worth watching this at least once. And I agree with that. I've watched it once, so I probably wouldn't watch it again unless somebody really, really, really wanted to watch it. I might watch it with them. But I enjoyed some of the humor. I thought some of the throwback lines were pretty funny. I enjoyed that they even did like kind of the go back in history and get a bunch of um, icons from different time periods. But overall, I, I'm going to give it a two. Matson. Yeah. <laughs> if you can watch this movie w- with a friend like JJ or like my little brother, this movie is going to be a lot funnier. If you're someone like me that needs more to get you to laugh and that's a knock on me and movies are just better with people that like to laugh. So if you have that, this movie will be a lot more enjoyable for you when you stream it. I will go back to don't go see this movie in theaters. To me, this is not a theater movie. There's no epic visuals or anything in that regard. This movie is going to be fine in your TV, in my opinion. So for that matter, you got some fun friends that you want to go nostalgia and watch us. I think you're going to have a, a good time if you enjoyed previous Bill and Ted movies. That being said, if you haven't seen Bill and Ted or you just like Keanu Reeves or the other main character actor that I can't think of and you're just starving to watch a movie, there's other movies coming out like Tenet, Mulan, other movies that have come out like Unhinged that we rated that are going to be a much more exciting time. So with that being said, it's not a good movie. It's a one. I'm definitely not ever seeing this movie again, clearly, unless maybe I come up and eat some delicious brisket that JJ makes and he gives me a hug. <laughs> but beyond that, I'm not watching. I'll always give you a hug, Matt. Look, we all know through this review, I've I've enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. And again, the nostalgia is strong. It's a lot like Scoob for me. The difference is, is I found this, Scoob was funny only and good because of the nostalgia. This movie, I think at its core have has great themes and great, a great message if you look past the silly slapstick comedy. If you haven't seen the original Bill and Ted's, then you know, you're not gonna understand what's going on in this movie because it is such an homage to those two movies. It ties in the best elements of both and then takes it a step further in a lot of cases with the, you know, trying to find themselves in the future. And so it does a lot of fun things that will bring you back to what the best parts of those first two movies. I do recommend seeing it. If you've seen those, you'll enjoy a lot of the parts of that. Is it a perfect movie? Not even remotely close. There's some really silly shit. There's some things that didn't land even for me. There was some obviously ADR problems with Kid Cuddy. There were some thing issues that I had, but overall I just enjoyed this movie. It's like Javier said, it's it's consistent. It never tries to be anything more or less than what it is. I wouldn't go see it in theaters either. I'm glad that we didn't. I thought about it, but I decided since we were going to rent it, we might as well just rent it and I'll watch it at home. So I'm very glad that I did. It's not worth going and seeing in the theaters because there isn't anything that requires a movie theater. With my rating, I'm going to give it right down the middle and give it a three. There are a lot of things that could have been better. There are a lot of things that could have been much worse, but I would definitely recommend at least going and seeing it once. I probably will watch this movie again because what I want to do is watch all three 
in a row. There's our ratings. We appreciate you tuning in. Next week, ooh, it's a big week next week. Big week. Tenet on Monday, Mulan on Tuesday. So check us out tomorrow. If you're listening today on Monday, tomorrow on Tuesday, myself, Ian, and Casey will talk about The New Mutants and the interesting movie that that is. So check that out and uh, look forward to next week with a couple of really big movies. With that, uh, Mattson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts can be found. Uh, your major places like Apple and iTunes. Find us on social media on the big three and come check out our website and also check out our YouTube channel. Excited to engage with the guys in all formats. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you want us to talk about or movies you want us to review. So great times. Go check us out. That's The Verdict. We appreciate you joining us and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinematic out. <laughs>